0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation, and it's always great to be with all of you. We'd like to start off our family conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary has many titles. Mary is the Mother God. Mary is the Mother of the Church. Mary is the Mother of each and every one of us. Also, when we pray that beautiful prayer at the end of the Rosary, which is the Hail Holy Queen, then we also invoke Mary as our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Mary is our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So let's invite Mary to be with us, to pray with us and to pray for us so that we can focus our our lives, our eyes, and our attention on Jesus Christ who is the way, the truth, and the life. Together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners. Now, now, and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now let's turn to our spiritual director, the Holy Spirit, known as the paraclete, as the gift of gifts, it's also known as the guest of our soul he's also known as the consoler as well as the counselor Holy Spirit is also our interior master St. Paul in his letter to the Romans reminds us with these words. Though we do not now know how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so that we can say Abba,
1: Abba Father, Abba Daddy. So let's beg the Holy Spirit
0: to enlighten our minds
1: and to set our hearts on fire with the love of God.
0: As we say, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love.
1: Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O
0: God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful
1: by the lay of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit
0: we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in His consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lady of
1: Fatima, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us.
0: St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel,
1: pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. John Leonardi, pray for us. St. Dennis and Companions, pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. St. Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son,
0: and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Our true, my friends, the family that prays together stays together. And a world that prayer is a world at peace. So I'd like to encourage you all by placing all of you on the altar. Place all of you on the altar in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. By far the greatest of all prayers is the holy
1: sacrifice of the Mass. It is a prayer par excellence. I'd like to place you all on the holy on the altar and the holy sacrifice of the Mass and offer the following intentions. I'd like to pray for all of us
0: that we would open, be open to the workings of the Holy Spirit today.
1: Perhaps this could be our prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come to the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. My second intention, I'd like to pray for our families
0: for the conversion of our families, for the sanctification of our families, and for the salvation of our families. Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world
1: and loses his soul? So let's pray that our family members would be converted and these very
0: difficult times, that we would turn to God. Turn from our own hearts and turn to God and seek our refuge in God,
1: in God alone, is our salvation. Then I'd like to pray in a special way, my friends, for those who will be dying today, that they would turn their hearts to the infinite mercy of Christ. That they would beg mercy for their sins, that they would be saved. Let's pray also for ourselves because we know neither the day nor the hour.
0: We know neither the day nor the hour that the Lord is going to call us. He says it will come like a thief in the night.
1: In the time that you least expect it, he will come. So we have to be prepared. And the St. Alphonse of Liguori states, the grace of all graces, is to die in the state of grace. So I'd like to place all of you on the altar and
0: let's pray for world peace in Israel as well as in the Ukraine. Let's pray for world peace in our prayers. Reminded of what Father Patrick Payton
1: says, A family that prays together, stays together. As well as a world at prayer is a world at peace. <clears throat> so let's move
0: in to our conversation. And
1: as a start, as a start, I'd
0: like to make an announcement. But over the past couple of months, every other week, I've been giving like a mini-retreat the last usually about three days, three to five days. So starting this week on Tuesday at 7
1: p.m., I will be giving a mini-retreat on the Luminous Mysteries.
0: Yesterday I wrote a pretty good article giving a summary of the lumis, Luminous Mysteries. And the Luminous Mysteries were introduced to the Rosary by
1: Pope John Paul II in the year 2002. Almost as if the, there was a missing link for a long time. The luminous mysteries
0: fill in the the missing link where you have
1: the mysteries of the public life of Jesus. There will be the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, the wedding feast of Cana, The proclamation of the kingdom and the call to conversion. The transfiguration of Jesus on Mount Tabor. And finally, we have the institution of the Most Holy Eucharist. And finally, the institution of the priesthood. So to pray, pray for all of you, for Sophie's
0: health, and all of you who are going through difficult times, we all are, let's
1: place all these intentions in Mary's hands on the altar. So,
0: the Battle of Lepanto was won by praying the rosary. Let's just pray more and more rosaries and place our intentions
1: on the altar. Place our intentions on the altar. So it's great to be with all of you. I place all of your intentions.
0: Place also uh, the brother of Raquel, Whose uh, brother was died in a car accident the other day. We'll pray also for him as well as his family members. So many intentions. So there's there's uh, there's a beautiful um, we've got a a beautiful and and um, abundant. Uh, meditation upon the Word of God today. It's like one of those buffets, all you can eat. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful resource for, t- for us today. A note on St. John Leonardi, who lived from 1541 to 1609, he's instrumental in setting up the CCD and uh, catechetical, the catechetical movement in, in Italy at the time of St. Ignatius and Philip Mary. So i like to pray to St. John Leonardo that we would be able to teach our children, teach our teenagers, I teach the adults the fullness of the Catholic truth and teach authentic doctrine. Because we're teaching catechism, it has to be orthodox, authentic doctrine that we're teaching to the people. So let's pray to Saint, uh, his name is Saint John Leonardi, who was instrumental in promoting the catechetical movement about 500 years ago. So today in the readings, we have the charming,
1: interesting, somewhat comical book of Jonah. Book of Jonah.
0: A responsorial psalm is actually taken from Jonah chapter 2. You'll rescue my love. You will rescue my life from the pit, O Lord. Then we have the middle of the the 10th chapter of St. Luke. Where this scholar asks Jesus, what is the greatest of all commandments? And Jesus responds by saying, the greatest of all commandments is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself, and then the scholar wants to justify himself and says, "Who is my neighbor?" And then Jesus gives us one of the one of the best one of what, one of the most well-known parables in the gospel, and it is the parable, my friends, is the parable, my friends,
1: of the Good Samaritan the parable of the Good Samaritan. The parable of the Good Samaritan.
0: So there we have an overview. This saint is encouraging us to to form good catechists and to give good catechetical truth to our families. The charming short book of the prophet Jonah
1: a Psalm taken from Jonah, begging for rescue from our enemies, and finally we have Luke chapter ten, with the famous parable
0: of the Good Samaritan. There's a lot out there so let's uh let's uh, let's enter into the book of Jonah. Actually, about a month ago, I had a mini retreat on the Book of Jonah. I think, my friends, perhaps one of the best ways just to go through the Book of Jonah is I'll just uh, paraphrase, I'll paraphrase what we have today. We have about uh, a third of the Book of Jonah in one day. The book is only the book only has four four relatively short chapters. Okay, this is what happens and why don't we we can maybe even try to do a, an Ignatian contemplative prayer where we want to enter into the sea or I'm sorry enter into the scene try to imagine the scene itself which is very graphic because we're going to be going on the sea see the persons, see their actions, meditate upon their words, and then derive abundant fruit. And see how we can apply the book of Jonah to our own lives. So, here we have it, my friends. God tells Jonah to go to Nineveh and to preach to Nineveh that Nineveh will be destroyed in 40 days because of their many, many sins.
1: Nineveh, which would be modern Iraq, Mosul,
0: was a, one of the most big, the biggest and prominent cities in Assyria. today, it would be Iraq So God tells him to go there and it's understandable that Jonah would not want to go because he has to go to his enemies and preach their their demise So <coughs> Jonah what he does is he gets up <coughs> and he goes he goes in the opposite direction He gets in a boat and they're heading toward Tarshish, which would be the opposite direction from Nineveh, so he's there on board with the other crewmen, and what happens is this storm descends upon
1: the storm descends upon the sea. And
0: this storm is getting more and more violent as the time goes on. Jonah, for his part, goes down to the lower part of the ship. And he just takes a nap. Because Jonah is pretty tired, he goes and he takes a siesta. In the meantime the storm is becoming more and more violent. So, one of the crew members goes down to the lower part of the ship and wakes up Jonah. And he asks Jonah, who are you? Where are you from? What is your purpose? So Jonah tells tells them that he is a Jewish person and that he is purposely fleeing from 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 God
1: and as he's speaking, the storm is getting worse and worse
0: and they're asking him on this said what are we going to do to placate the Violence of this, of this tempest. And Jonah, recognizing that he believes that he could be the one that's the cause of this violent storm, Jonah says, well, why don't you take me and just throw me overboard? And as a result of that, there will be calmness and peace. They hear what he says, but they don't throw him out right away. They're they're praying to their gods. They're, uh, They're praying to their gods. They're religious people. They're praying to their gods. And they're trying to row toward the shore, but it's getting worse and worse.
1: So they do not want to throw Jonah overboard right away. But given that the the situation seems to be
0: without any solution they take Jonah and they cast him overboard try to imagine that
1: they take Jonah and they cast him overboard And almost immediately,
0: they've thrown the cargo out before, but now they've thrown Jonah overboard.
1: Of course, thinking that the poor guy's going to drown. But see how God intervenes. Right in that moment, when Jonah is descending into the depths of the sea, there's a huge fish, we sometimes
0: call it the whale, that opens up his mouth and
1: swallows Jonah. And once this happens, the storm calms down. So Jonah will be in the belly of the whale for
0: three days. Given that the church gives us only part of the reading, what is given today is fast forward. the The, the big fish vomits, spews out Jonah from the mouth, the belly, in the mouth of the whale, and there Jonah is.
1: He's on the Shore of the huge city of Nineveh. So I've been able to recount to
0: you, paraphrasing basically what you're going to get in the first reading today. All right. Let's see if we can um, we can give an interpretation.
1: See if we can give an interpretation to this. And examine our own lives.
0: Here's the big question. I like to even called the
1: Jonah complex. The Jonah complex. How often? How often has it happened that God has told us to do something,
0: and we end up doing the exact opposite? We all can identify ourselves with Jonah. God has told us to do something,
1: perhaps something we don't really like to do. And we end up by doing the exact opposite. God tells us to go north and we go south.
0: God tells us to go east and we go west. (coughs) God tells us to go up and we go down.
1: How often have we done that ourselves? So in a
0: certain sense, I think we can all identify ourselves with Jonah. That we sometimes run away from God. We prefer to do our own will rather than the will of God.
1: And then we pay the consequences. The second interpretation of this passage would be the storm. This physical
0: storm on the sea is symbolic. of the storms that we have in our lives. These storms that we can have in our lives are the problems that we all
1: all experience. The storm might be some physical condition.
0: The storm might be some family problem. The storm might be some emotional struggle we have. The storm might be some type of rejection. The storm might be losing work. storm might be some economic
1: struggle. storm might be some moral struggle we're going through. Storm might be
0: some spiritual darkness that we at times go through. Storm might be uncertainty, insecurity about the
1: future. The storms. The storms are very, very frequent, especially in the world.
0: And if we go to the gospel itself, we do notice that there is a storm. In the gospel, there is a storm, and it's somewhat parallel to the situa- situation with Jonah. In in this sense, that
1: the apostles get in the boat with Jesus. And Jesus
0: is so tired that he falls asleep in the boat. The only time in the gospel we find our Lord asleep is in the boat amidst a storm. And like in the book of Jonah, the storm is getting worse and worse. The water is getting into the boat. And don't forget that these men, Peter, James, and John, and Andrew, they're, they're professional fishermen. This is their work. And the storm is getting more and more violent. Water is getting into the boat. And still Jesus <coughs> remains asleep on the cushion. They wake him up and say, Lord, Lord, doesn't it worry you that we are about to perish? Jesus gets up, he rebukes the
1: apostles because of their lack of faith, and he rebukes the winds. And then right away there's a calmness over the lake.
0: And the boat arrives safe and sound at the shore. I'd like to give an interpretation to the whole idea of storm and Jonah and storm
1: on Lake Galilee. We all have storms.
0: We all have problems. But I have to say that our principal chief problem is the following. Is that we have a tendency in our lives to focus more on the problem than on the problem solver.
1: I'd like to repeat that. We have a tendency to focus more on the problem than on the problem solver. We're surrounded by so many storms and problems
0: and setbacks and wars and quarrels. We're living in a world filled with wars and tensions. Filled with storms. And the Ukraine. Now it's on the Gaza Strait there in Israel. We have so many problems in the world today. And me remind you of those two sayings of Father Patrick Payton. The family that prays together stays together. And a world at prayer is a world at Peace. Our Lady Fatima said this during the First World War in 1917. She said to pray for the end of the World War. She also said that the reason why we have war is because people don't pray enough. Wars come as a result of a lack of prayer. And we're not
1: taking into account God who can do all things. A lack of prayer. A lack of prayer in our lives. The
0: family that prays together stays together. And a world at prayer is a world at peace.
1: So the book of Jonah. The book of Jonah. I'd like to just glean
0: three three practical conclusions from the book of Jonah. The first is let's pray let's pray for the grace my friends to listen to the voice of God to listen to God speaking to us God can speak to us through persons places things circumstances events Through the church, through priests, through sacred scripture, through our conscience, through our family members. God can speak to us in many, many ways. (coughs) And remember the words of the psalmist, Psalm 91. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts, as in Meribah and Massah. Today if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. So let's be attentive to God's voice in our lives, and let's not go in the opposite direction, but
1: let's go. Let's go where God wants to send us. The second is Jonah preaches conversion to the Ninevites. Let us pray. Let's pray for conversion.
0: The conversion of hearts. Let's also pray for the conversion of our own
1: lives. And let's undertake a daily conversion in our own lives. And the last intention I'd
0: like to make will be let's pray for the world for world peace
1: that the storms and the battles and the wars and the tensions throughout the world will come to an end. let's make it our our goal to pray for world peace.
0: And as the song goes, let us pray for world peace. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. As the song goes. Praying for world peace. The response to the real psalm is Receive my li- you will rescue my life from the pit, O Lord. You'll rescue my life from the pit, O Lord. I think we can apply this in a moral sense. That all of us, all of
1: us go through moments of temptation. We'll go through temptations. You will rescue my life from the pit,
0: O oh Lord. Let's beg the Lord to rescue us when we're going through these dark moral storms seem to be descending upon us. Now, my friends, I'd like to move into the in the gospel today. So the gospel today, taken from the very heart of Luke chapter 10,
1: is uh, there's a scholar of the Lord. There's a scholar of the Lord, of
0: the law. He gets up to test Jesus. So just those words to test Jesus means that you're going to test him put him to the test there's some some bad will on his part Let's pray that we never put try to put God to the test
1: Let's pray that we never had bad will toward God And he asks, he asks our Lord, what
0: what can he do to eat, what can he do to attain eternal life? And these, Jesus ref, Jesus refers to the to the Bible, to the law, to the Old Testament, and he asks the man, how do you read it? And the man says, he responds by saying. You shall love the Lord your God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then you should love your neighbor as yourself. So the
1: scholar of the law, he knows sacred scripture pretty well.
0: And then Jesus says, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. So, what Jesus is saying, if we live out the gospel of love, which we're trying to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, we're making a concerted effort to love God fully and totally. And to love our neighbors
1: ourselves, then we will have eternal life, so the scholar answers correctly, but it's not over. The scholar wants to justify himself,
0: so we ask Jesus then, then who is?" Who is my neighbor? And as a result of this question, Jesus gives us one of the best stories in the world. One of the the greatest parables or stories in the world. And we call this the parable of the Good Samaritan. I'd
1: like to offer you the definition of a parable from Dr. Adrian Rogers. Adrian Rogers says, a parable is a... It is a... It's a human... It's a human happening with a heavenly message.
0: It's a human happening, but with a heavenly message. So this is what Jesus says. This parable of the Good Samaritan is not complicated.
1: All of us can understand this. Now I would even invite you to perhaps
0: recount this parable with your children sometime today or your grandchildren sometime today. And ask them, just you by recounting this, by memory, and you can memorize this. Maybe you already have it memorized. What would your What would be the interpretation that your children give to this? So this is the story. There was a traveler, traveler heading to Jericho. He was
1: taken stripped and beaten by robbers and he's left on the side of the road, half dead. So traveling on the road,
0: first a priest passes by this man who's half
1: dead and he crosses on the other side and avoids the man. Then a Levite,
0: which would be the priestly class of the Jewish people, he's walking and he sees this man half dead once again he, like the priest, he crosses over and walks on the other
1: side of the road. Avoiding the man that's injured. Then,
0: what happens is this Samaritan passes by now the Jewish people did not like Samaritans rather they were at enmity with the Samaritans we saw the other day that Jesus was traveling through a Samaritan town and they rejected Jesus and the apostles and James and John the sons of thunder said should we call down fire from
1: heaven to destroy them. And Jesus rebuked them. So the Jewish people were not in good terms with the Samaritans.
0: So the Samaritan passes by and he sees this man half dead. He has compassion on him. He takes the man who's half dead. He lifts him up from the ground. He places him on his own beast of burden. And with his beast
1: beast of burden, he accompanies this man to a nearby inn. And he speaks to the innkeeper. He gives the innkeeper two, two silver coins. And tells the innkeeper to watch over.
0: Watch over this injured man. And the Samaritan goes off on
1: his on his journey, and he says, "When I come back, I will pay you more if it requires it. I'll pay you more if it requires it.
0: So Jesus tells this wonderful parable of the Good Samaritan. And then Jesus asks by, he ends by asking a question. Which of these, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? And he answered, the one who treated him with mercy. And the whole passage today ends with Jesus saying, you go, you go now, and you do likewise. You go and you do likewise. There we have, my friends, there we have, my friends, in the very heart of Luke chapter 10, one of the most well-known famous parables in the teaching of the Bible, in the teaching of the greatest of all teachers, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
1: My friends, in Jesus and Mary, I honestly believe
0: that this parable of the Good Samaritan is so pertinent today. Where there's so much tension
1: and anger and resentment and bitterness and even hatred. Throughout the world. This parable is very pertinent to what's going on today in the world. And there's a, there are various
0: interpretations of this, but I think the most obvious interpretation of this is the following. We pray the Our Father,
1: don't we? We say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I think Beverly and many of you have the the proper interpretation is that we are called... We are called, my friends,
0: we, are, we pray the Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven. God is our Father. We're baptized, all of us. God is our Father.
1: Jesus is our older brother. The Holy Spirit is our best friend. Mary is our Heavenly Mother. So, who is our brother? Who is our sister? Any person that we meet, in need is our brother and our sister. Irrespective of race
0: or culture or ethnic group or language, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. Because if we can say our Father who art in heaven... God is our father.
1: Jesus is our older brother.
0: And all of us are brothers and sisters in Christ.
1: So let's pray. Let's pray for the world. Let's pray for Israel.
0: Let's pray for the Ukraine. Let's
1: pray for our church. Let's pray for our families. Let's pray that we would live out the parable of the Good Samaritan. That we would overcome
0: evil by good that we will overcome
1: hatred by an abundance of great love. And I'd like to give you, my friends, my priestly blessing,
0: and let's pray for world peace and pray that we would become like the Good Samaritan in our own lives, starting today. The Lord be with you.
1: May Almighty God bless you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.